What's up everyone? We are back for episode two. Uh, this is Andy here from the Songwriters Lounge podcast and we're super excited today. We've got a brilliant show lined up for you with lots of new songs that we're featuring from the people that listened last week. Um, we've got some questions in there too and we've got the usual crap banter between me and Tom that you can look forward to, eh? Oi, 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 oi. So what's been happening, Tom, with you since we uh, had the last podcast, mate? Not a lot, mate. I've had a few, you know, song and music inspirations, but I'm just lazy at the minute. I haven't sat down and, and really worked anything out. <laughs> Apart from that, I'm going on vacation at the end of next week. Oh, sick. Uh, Where are you going? Nice. Just a little road trip down the East Coast. We were going to fly. The wife and I were going to go to Peru for yeah. a couple of weeks, but obviously everything got cancelled because of the COVID virus. COVID happened, yep. Yep. So then we just thought, right, we'll go and visit all the all the East Coast places, go right up and down and come home. So Sweet. yeah, I hope it brings me some inspiration because I've been going a bit flat at the moment. So yeah, what about you, yeah. man? I know I know that you've got a new puppy, right? Oh, it's been mental. I, yeah, I'm a new uh, furry baby dad and it's, <laughs> it's an amazing, it's just amazing. It's been class. We picked him up on Saturday and we were kind of... A bit worried about them at start because you know how puppies get when you pick them up and you rip them away from their mummy, you know, they're all... Yeah, yeah, it's hard. But he actually, like we we just, we kind of slowly built up the trust and he slept for seven hours the first night. And I was like, what? I said to Mary, I said, this isn't normal. Like, they're usually not like this on the first night anyway. It was a false sense of security because because last night was a different story. Um, But in saying that, he was still great. But if I do start to talk a wee bit delirious tonight, you'll know why. Because sleepy man. I, yeah, I'm a sleepy <laughs> man. But um, but no, uh, apart from that, I've been working with a, a new artist in the UK on a on a new song, and I've been really enjoying listening to some of the submissions that we've had come through. Oh, because, mate, they're fantastic, fantastic. Oh, so so exciting. So I am massively excited about um, where we'll go with this episode and. You know, it's it's going to be interesting now getting the listeners involved, getting other people involved, and and seeing seeing where we go from there. So definitely, definitely. So yeah, all, all busy, all busy stuff. Good man. So that leads us into our first songwriting moment, which we've decided this week to to try and talk about. How do you find your inspiration? for your songs, which is very ironic since you're finding that lacking at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like the age-old question, right? Like, how, where do you yeah. find your song inspiration? And it comes from everywhere, completely random moments. I know we touched upon it in our first episode, but yeah. to go into a little bit more detail, I usually it usually does come out of nowhere. And I know that doesn't help anyone, but I always have my phone with me. Like we said last week, your voice memos are your best friend. But if I'm struggling with a particular song and I need that inspiration, which is the kind of fun come in right now, what I'd often do is I would just go on a walk and have some headphones in and just go along and try and switch my mind off completely. I'm lucky enough to live in a place with loads of little lakes and ponds all around. So I'll just go walk around the pond and stick my music in and just hope inspiration hits and nine times out of 10 it does and listening to other artists. And I'm so excited for the people that we've got on this week because I just couldn't believe the quality when yeah, we had yeah. the submissions through and it, just incredible, incredible. And 
I, I listen to one on repeat all day and I'll get into that when we when we do our song submissions but I know it's kind of like a lackadaisical answer but it really does come out of nowhere and you just have to roll with it because when that inspiration passes you know it, it's not coming back anytime soon and unless you're completely totally. talented in every totally department totally get it totally I mean, what about uh, you man no I, I, to be honest i'm absolutely the same it's probably it comes from a subconscious kind of area for me but it, it's yeah i'm like you it's definitely not a deliberate process if i try too hard to write a particular song or a particular hook or whatever it doesn't feel like real and authentic to me so usually what i found for me the way it happens is it will be something that's that's been in my mind or that i've been in amongst like in the last wee while so it's it's either something i've picked up from watching a movie that i've been like whew, blown away by or you know a tv show or a personal experience or a conversation absolutely anything an example is one of my songs, Our Last Goodbye, is basically a really depressing acoustic ballad. But I, I kind of sat down and wrote that in Wales after on a kind of long journey. My fiance's from Wales, so we, we drive from Scotland all the way down there. It takes about five and a half hours, so there's plenty of time to talk. And we were just catching up and she was just telling me about um, a colleague that she works with and the real difficult kind of, the difficult phase in her life that she was going through with another family member and I was just I was really you know I was really taken aback by that story and I was like Phew, that that's, that's that's a really terrible tragedy so what better way than when I next sat down in her piano room in Wales you know this thing just floods out me and it happens it yeah certainly wasn't deliberate but uh, I kind of sat down after it read back the lyrics and went Oh, for fuck's sake. What, what have <laughs> I done? Like, what have I done? Like, this is this is depressing. But then you put melodies to it and you, exactly. you, you, give it, you give it a voice. And it's, you know, it's life isn't always just the happy pop song that you hear in the charts. You need the, you know, the sad Adele moments too. <laughs> oh, exactly. Man. So you kind of touched upon another really great way to find inspiration. And that's watching a movie, sitting down, totally. watching a film, like, I had one, and I still want to write a song with this in mind, but uh, the film The Holiday with Kate Winslet oh, yeah. and Jack Black, some incredible stars, but there's a moment in Great it where film. Kate Winslet and Jack Black's characters are dancing. I think they're dancing. And Jack Black's character says to Kate Winslet, I can't remember her character's name, so I'll just use Kate. So he said, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my role. So like, Kate, if you were a melody, I'd use only my favorite notes. And like, that just really inspired me. And it's little lines like that. And again, in conversation, it can happen. But in movies, some of the dialogue is still so well written that you think that could be the most brilliant theme of a song. And I've been wanting to sit down and write a song with that in mind for, for ages. But yeah, that, that another, I mean, you touched upon it, man. Just watching a movie, listen to someone else's songs and find an inspiration totally. from a specific moment. I mean, I wrote, I remember writing, like, do you remember the, the, the American TV program One Tree Hill? Yeah. So I Great was show. Like, yeah, it was a great show. And um, back in the day, I was watching one of the one of the episodes, and I can't, I can't remember what character, but she's like, they've just started her life, and she just collapses, you know, and he kind of runs to her, and, 
and that's her dad, you know, and they're starting their married life together, I think it was. And I just remember being like blown away by that just kind of moment. And then I went and I think, you know, whatever age I was back then, wrote a song about it and it was again horrendously depressing so there's a theme going on here it happens man it happens at times the depression ones come easier that's for sure but i've had that conversation with with many artists that say oh i, I can never write a happy track without it sounding just either cringe or cheesy and i totally like, get that yeah <laughs> oh yeah man it, you know you have to you have to pick and choose your battles when you're writing songs and for me i find it really hard i, I went for a massive stage of just writing like love songs when i was younger yeah, and I couldn't get out of that kind of theme, but then written with some amazing people since that have kind of helped guide me in a way that just kind of switching your your train of thought slightly to to kind of warp this theme into a different theme and trying to go with the story and creating a story because that's what we're doing. We're telling stories, so yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so many things you can do to to find song inspiration. That's just a few, but I'm sure something will tick in our minds another time we're recording and who knows what will happen on your road trip i hope so i hope so there better be some absolute belter stories to bring back on this podcast oh i'm counting on it mate i'm counting on it (laughs) class well in terms of inspiration then we'll move on to our next section where we'll we'll look at which is what i'm very excited about uh, this week is looking at our listener song submissions and i'm gonna say that there's a bit of a Scotland versus England kind of uh, championship going on here between the first and the third song. Right, so okay. Well, I, th- I, think, I think we might give you a run for your money here with the first one, which... It is a class the, song. Oh, it's a brilliant track, in it? So these guys are called The Eves. They're from Scotland, and this song is called Love Will Find You. I'll let them introduce themselves, check out some of the track, and then we'll, we'll give it a wee review. What do we say? Let's go. Let's do it. Hi, we're the Eves. This is our single, Love Will Find You. You can let it go. And don't be lonely in the darkness. Looking for the light. Nothing's ever easy. It's hard to get it right. Yes, love that. Oh, mate. I, I, love that. It's just... just the, the, just vocal, <laughs> the vocal compression on that is so perfectly done yeah. that yeah. it brings the breaths forward but doesn't bring too much forward. And I just think it's fantastic what they've done there. And yeah, kudos to you guys, the Eves, because not only is the production amazing, but the songwriting is fantastic. And one of the notes that I've written down is sometimes all you need is a pause to create suspense yeah it's so hard to to as you know as songwriters and producers musicians we just want to pack so much of everything into this one moment but just before the chorus kicks in there it's like love will find 
Yahoo. And it yeah, goes like, yeah, yeah. That pause there creates so much suspension. And it makes the chorus seem huge. And yep. again, it's really, really well produced. Um, I especially like the, there's like funk guitar stabs in the chorus there, just behind everything. You yep. wouldn't know it's yep. sitting unless you really listen to it, but damn, it makes the world a difference. Yep. So yeah, I'm totally the same. I, ju I just think really, really well mixed song, incredibly clean, professionally polished. What I loved, the, the main takeaway I got is the, the powerful lyrics. So, you know, you've you've got that kind of uplifting strength, empathy lyrics, um, and then you've got this kick drum that comes in and really just drives that strength when they kind of get to the, the kind of woo bit, you know, it's absolutely fantastic. And I love, I love the kind of what, what the listener hasn't kind of heard is the, the full track where you've got this very country style vocalist in the verse um, and the chorus. But then this post-chorus kind of drop with the woes is a kind of more EDM commercial pop kind of fusion, isn't it? So that for me, I was like, oh, I'm really liking the way it's kind of coming together. And what I really loved from a pr production point is it's a bit like your funk guitar stabs in the chorus. I really like, there's this really subtle reverb delayed woe effect. So on her main woe line in the drop, there's a, a kind of couple of milliseconds later woe with a, a long reverb, which just is beautiful just to decorate that, um, that kind of depth in the mix. So if you go back and listen to that, anyone that's listening pay particular attention to that because that's a really clever thing that's been that's been added in there yeah definitely i think i think, yeah, I think yeah. like as you said that just to kind of echo the the woe vocal production from a songwriting point of view that production is used in a songwriting sense that enhances the song that's yeah. not to make anything sound better in terms of you'd add some eq and compression to the kick to make it punch like it does but this is something that they've added after and I don't know I don't know if they produced it or whoever their producer is but it's just a testimony to every songwriter that doesn't know what producer to go to just to do your research and listen to little yeah. things like this and definitely always take examples to a producer and say you see this effect here I don't know how they've done it but I'd love to <laughs> add it somehow um, give me that <laughs> and they'll know what they're talking about so I mean I know we want to add some kind of critique in every kind of yeah, every yeah. song we get. So there wasn't really much I could say other than just in my, with my personal taste, I would have chosen a different snare sample for the verses. Mm -hmm. That's it. Cool. And that's cool. just my personal taste. That's nothing I mean, about I'm the... sure they would take that listening to that. I mean, yeah, I'm, we're wanting for this podcast to get some sort of, not necessarily like a, a negative critique or anything, but Absolutely we, want, not, we yeah. want to give the listener something like, it's not just me and Tom sitting here going, oh yeah, that was brilliant. Oh yeah, that was brilliant. We want to give you where we where we do feel like improvement could have been made. You know, a bit of honesty there. Certainly when I send my mixes to other people, I say, look, don't hold back. If you can tell me how bad, like not how bad it is, obviously you don't want to ever be disrespectful or encouraged that. But if you can just tell me, look, where are my points that you feel I could improve on? Because... Sometimes when you're too close to a mix or a song, you, you don't hear those things. So yeah, in, in that spirit, for me, I would have preferred a tad more of the background vocals just to really broaden out that vocal hook impact. 
Um, I felt like the, the background vocals were just a wee bit too quiet in the, the hard left and rights. But, you know, that is, again, subjective and a, and a personal taste. So, but overall, amazing track. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's going to happen, isn't it? Like, as, as we said last week, there's always going to be things about your music that other people would come and, uh, and yeah. maybe just change slightly. And that's the beauty of working with other musicians and they yeah. do things slightly differently. And that, that's how I learned a lot of what I do. I, I mean, you just watch and learn and... That's the so, way the cookie crumbles. That's the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> but yeah, that, again, like just to echo what Andy said, we, we don't want to come in here and act big-headed. and Nah. And, nah. Like, nothing is negative here. I, I love this kind of stuff on anything I write or produce. I love people saying, have you thought about going this route with it? And that's all this is. This is just just a great example of that. And, but you guys, that is an amazing song. Top I'm notch. Definitely Top adding notch. it to my playlist, let me tell yep. you. So it's out now, guys, so you can go check that out. And now we'll move on to the next submission, which is going from Scotland all the way to Quebec, Canada, which is class. So we've got a, a French lassie here called Genevieve, I believe. Genevieve. Oh, pardon. <laughs> so, um, Bonjour. <laughs> oui, oui. Um, so hopefully she appreciates some French that we're given there. Um, but basically, this is her submission. It's a very different track. It's called The Last Song. Hi, everyone. This is Geneviève Paris from Quebec, Canada. And it's a real pleasure for me to introduce you to my first really single, The Last Song. Oh, it's heart-wrenching, isn't it? Like My God, I feel like I want to have a big, big greet now, which <laughs> means cry in Scottish. <laughs> uh, I, I just want to say that I want to start this off by saying that I think Genevieve is incredibly talented for... that's her. She's written a song in her second language that can make people that speak English as their first language feel so much. And cry. <laughs> I, yeah. It's such a beautiful song. So well written. The piano is amazingly played. And it reminds me a little bit of a song from Toy Story 2 called When Somebody Loved Me oh, by Sarah McLaughlin. That is what? a brilliant Yeah, song. and it's the same kind of thing. It's so emotional. And her vocal performance is so emotional. And I just think this is a wonderfully written song. The chord progression is outstanding. That immediately drew me in. Mm. When I first mm. listened to it, I, I just wanted to hear more. And this is the song that I've had on repeat all day because it's just incredible. I can't believe how talented <laughs> she is to write in English. And totally. you know, when, we, when I was speaking to Genevieve and she, she made the submission, she, would, she was really, she was quite worried about her English and how it comes across. But she speaks mm. wonderful English and... As you she can sings hear, wonderful English, yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure she, be, she speaks wonderful French. Yeah. Um, but the lyrics are just so good for, like... Yeah, totally. It's so, so good. And again, it, it just adds so much depth. There's so much depth to just piano and vocal. And 
again, I'll say this over and over again, as songwriters and musicians and producers, you just want to pack on stuff. Like it was, it would have been very easy for her to say, I'd love a drum beat behind it, or can we just add some acoustic guitar? But the fact that it's just piano and vocal makes it so deep and so emotional. I love it. And Hashtag deep. Hashtag, hashtag deep. deep. <laughs> and again, like the only thing that I'd say from a producer point of view is I would just go in there and clean up the piano at around 250 hertz, just duck out a little bit just to make a little bit more room for, you know, the expression on the vocal. But you would never tell unless you're a producer, you would never sit down and yep. listen to that and think, oh, yep. there's something missing. It's a beautiful, beautiful song. One of the fa my favorite songs I've heard in a while, actually. Yeah, um, totally. I'm, totally. I'm just delighted that Jean Viev has made that submission and I'm glad that we're friends now. So, <laughs> Yeah, massively thanks for sending that. I absolutely loved checking out this track. Just like Thomas said, I loved the raw emotion just instantly comes across by your vocal performance. I love the fact that it's actually not overproduced or like it's not perfect. You can hear some very slight imperfections in the vocal mix. But honestly, this is only a positive for me because it enhances the rawness Definitely. of the emotion that is coming from her, you know, her vocal, you know, timbre. And it's just, it's fantastic. I've really, really been blown away by this track. I love as well the particular moment where the dynamics just draw back. as She sings that last line. And it's just, oh, you just feel like, oh, you know, you just feel like, I just want to cry now. Yeah, you just want a hug. I just, I just need a hug, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but no, in all seriousness, absolutely brilliant song. And I was exactly like Tom. I, you know, he's, he's stolen my critique element there because I'd also <laughs> written down, for me, the piano, just around about the 200 to 250 hertz region could have just been ducked a couple of dB just to clean up the mix ever so slightly. But again, to echo Tom, we, we are being very kind of cr critical there if, if we're going down that alleyway. So really, really great job. Really great job. Fantastic. So we've heard the Scottish tune. Can Scotland reign victorious in this episode, Tom, against England? Because we are next up with one of, I think, the nicest guys I see on Instagram a guy called Matt Marcy, who um, comes across like such a gentleman. And he sent us this um, he's English, track mate. here. He's English, Of course he does. Of course oh, he's right, a gentleman. Right. right, enough of that. <laughs> you need to pipe down. <laughs> so um, I, he sent us this track and it is called I'm Over You. And I will let you, let him introduce that to you guys just now. This is Matt Marcy introducing... I'm Over You, featuring the beautiful vocals of Andrea Akeli. I really hope you enjoy it.
Yes. What do you think of that, Tom? Oh yeah, it's just fantastic. You know, I didn't want it to stop, so I was like, I was like, don't fade out, don't fade out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just love it. There's, there's something about a shaker and a click and a clap that just makes my hips want to boogie, you know? The, the yeah. I really like the song, really enjoyed it from from the minute one. I love the kind of, again, and we spoke about it last week about in a track that you've done, Andy, the kind of vocal glitch distortion. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to know how they how they actually achieve that, if you're listening, guys. Um, yes, yes. I, yeah, wonderful song. I love the use of the, the, the synth brass in there, which is mm. typically you don't hear that, and I love the fact that they made that decision. The vocal melody is just really catchy, just, just a catchy tune overall. Catchy tune. No, absolutely. Completely feeling that because it makes me think of, you know, like in Bruno Mars' band, when they kind of do this kind of... Yeah, no, it is a proper kinda, like that, a that kind of walkie kind of body yeah, exactly. Thing. That's it's what I can imagine the brass band doing to this. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, man, it is. It's just one of those yeah, tunes totally. that you just—it's just a feel-good song from yeah. the minute you hear it. And when I yeah. when I'm listening, I'm like, grab me a beer, put me on a dance festival floor or a beach for that matter, and let me just let me just dance this one away <laughs> because I'm just instantly in like a tropical house type oh. vibe, bouncing rhythms. Broad commercial style, polished vocals, you name it. Yeah. It's, like, it's got it all, isn't it? It's good. It's, it's just a very nice sounding song. Just extremely pleasant to listen to. You, you yeah. can't really hate a song when it's like that. And again, like with all the submissions we've had, there's nothing bad to say really other than if I was to get into the weeds with things as a producer, I'd have loved a little bit more width for the chorus. Just mm-hmm. a little bit. And you can, you can achieve that by just pulling that bass through a little bit more mm-hmm. and that'll just help it like just with the vibe but the, everything mm-hmm. is there there's nothing bad to say that's just me being hyper hyper critical and yeah. again in a positive way I, I i i still think it's an amazing track nothing yeah, totally. takes it away from me i just you know i had to get into the weeds with these all three of these submissions because they're so good that <laughs> there's not a lot to say it's, it's good, just it's a good thing we, we yeah. probably want to have it's a good problem to have isn't it would you yeah. would you add like some like maybe stereo widening effects or something like that just the, just the, ever the, so slight that's the first thing that i thought of was just like yeah and you can achieve that very very easily just with stereo widening plugins you yeah. don't even yeah. have to do it and every company does it and yeah you yeah. wouldn't even have to do much you could probably find a preset that works to be honest but I just like the song. Another one of those songs that I listen to and think, yeah, I'm just going to add this to my to my workout playlist or my walk playlist. Uh, There's something totally. there that just when it comes yeah, on, yeah. you just think, yep, here we go. I'm into it. I'm into I'd it. I'd probably be a bit worried if I started uh, putting this on while I was walking down the street because I would end up just bopping <laughs> the whole way down like, yeah. Yeah, and people would just be looking at me like, who is this absolute idiot? Well, I mean, you've got the puppy now, so at least you can draw yeah, some attention away from yourself. We can, we can maybe just, we can make, I mean, he, he might make me look cooler. Exactly, I, I, yeah, I'd, he, I'd he agree. Probably will. Yeah, it's not difficult, is it? No, oh, not difficult. Thank you, mate, thank you. But yeah, I um, just want to, great song, man. Really, really enjoyed it, and yeah. I'm glad you're a Brit, dude. <laughs> yeah, like, I loved, man, um, the vocal chops, so... Uh, I do vocal chops in my songs and I particularly appreciate the way that you've added like the movement to it. So it's this kind of spiraling down glitchy effect and it is so distinctive. I've I've not came across that kind of effect before. So whatever you've done here, Matt, 
you've done it very well because you've you've created a vocal chop which is is a bit unique there certainly to me anyway i guess yeah like for me with this kind of genre the only thing critique wise i would add as i, I was expect expecting a bit more bass punch a bit more kind of fuzzy bass warmth maybe kind of in the, the low mid area or certainly a wee bit more kind of sub frequencies as well the bass line you can hear and it's really good actually it's it, again it adds to that bop but just for me it was not not as thick as i'd probably want for for a kind of tropical house type um type track so but overall smashed it smashed it definitely yeah, all three of them did i just can't wait to to keep getting submissions in if they're yeah, gonna be yeah. this good so just, will we call it a draw or is that boring yeah I, i'm so gonna like have to one, give it a one draw. scotland versus england i, I can't I mean, decide to be honest, right, Scotland, if we draw against England, it's pretty much like we've won, isn't it? It's Tom? like a win, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm going to say that... Scotland are that shit, usually. <laughs> we all won because they're all such great songs. And they, I mean, we'll leave totally, links totally. In, the, in the bio and stuff like that to those songs. We'll be adding it to, to a playlist of some kind and link into yeah. the playlist. Just wonderful, wonderful songs. Wonderful Can't wait to hear work, more. guys. Wonderful work. So that leads us into our next section, which is into our listener question submissions. We've had one from Andy this week who has been so keen he sent it in two parts. So we'll play the first part, have a wee natter about that, and then we'll play the second one. Lovely. Hi, Andy here. I just wanted to know whether your songwriting process differs at all depending on what genre of song you're working on. Ooh, good question. Yeah, it is a good question. And it's, Very good question. Yes, definitely. Mm. Definitely. Yep. It's something that goes hand in hand with mood and inspiration, I guess. But for argument's sake, let's say we entered a songwriting session tomorrow and we got handed a piece of paper that said, guys, I want you to write a blues-influenced track and keep it in that blues genre. The first thing I'd do is put myself into that genre. You know, I'd, I'd listen mm -hmm. to the genre. Mm -hmm. I'd start talks very earlier on with a co-writer just to see what kind of direction we want to take it and a long time of doing this i've realized that if if you're prepared walking into a session or just even if that session is walking into your room yeah. picking up a guitar and that is classed as a session make sure that you're at least a little bit prepared if you've yeah. got something to tackle be prepared as an example of something i'm trying to do right now is i just I'm really into funk at the moment and just anything to do with funk, I love it. And and I, and I because I've been listening to a lot of funk lately, I've been noticing a lot in mixes and we got a mix submission today that, that there was a funk stab guitar feel and very funky in the chorus. I stick with that, stick with what you know. You know, I'm not a professed funk musician. Those guys are just outstanding. But I want to <laughs> learn and just throw yourself in the deep end and and just go with the flow see where it comes but it, if i was just sitting down in my room wanting to write a song it would just depend on my mood depend what i'm inspired by at the time and yeah. very much depend on whatever notes i first play on a guitar I, what, I, what about you man yeah no i'm uh, for me the genre drives a lot of the expectation on the vibe 
um, of the song, but in particular the, the arrangement structure, because you'll have very different arrangement structures sometimes between like an EDM focus track, which is all about the drop, you know, it's all about that drop. Um, and then in the pop kind of world, you've got, it's all about the chorus hook and it's all about that kind of anthemic vibe with a, with something that you can definitely sing back. Whereas the drop might be what we've like what we've just heard with the the mat track before, which is all about that vocal chop, and it's not necessarily something you can sing back. So, again, there's probably a, a distinct kind of a mindset shift between those two genres. But also, instrumentation will vary for me. So, again, using the kind of same example, if I'm writing an EDM track, it's very synthesized, very dance like, with more emphasis on like the builds up the build-up, like with a rolling snare and kind of big, kind of big highs and lows in the in the builds and the falls. Whereas with pop, we've got large variation of instruments, but, you know, they can frequently be more like acoustic. You've still got synthetic sounds in there, but again, you've got then more emphasis on the, the vocal as being the centrepiece of the whole production. Whereas in EDM, you could you could argue in some tracks it's, it's all about, you know, the, the kick, because that's the big, you know, the big booming kind of presence in that track. And if you do something like completely acoustic, then as we know, as we've heard just from, a, you know, uh, the track that we've listened to as well on the show, it's it's raw, it's rich, it's, it's really stripped back. Potentially you can add some like strings to decorate there, but, you know, you wouldn't on an acoustic track shove in like, like a massive synth bass you know, well, wobble, yeah. wobble synth bass, you know, it's just not going to work. So I think um, I think that's probably where it guides me is in terms of instrumentation and arrangement. Lovely. Good question, man. Yeah, good question. So we'll, we'll go to his next follow-up bit here um, and I'll let Andy continue and finish where he, where he left off. And as a follow-up, do you set out with a particular genre in mind or do you see what the inspiration is first and then take it from there? Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, Cheers, mate. <laughs> Cheers, um, mate. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, just coming on from the first part of the question, I just kind of take it as it comes. Yeah. If I have a particular idea in mind, I'll just go with that flow and just, just go where it takes me. But, you know, as Andy said, just it depends on the instrumentation choices as well. Do I, do I want acoustic drums in a track? Do I want this in a track? Do I want, do I want a real bass? Do I want a synth bass? It just depends. And again, a very broad answer, but it's a question that you could go down rabbit holes all day and talk about it for hours and hours because I, I love keeping that in mind. I really do kind of stick to what I'm hearing. I'll listen to my ear and if my ear is telling me, you know, you're missing this, then I'll add that, and then that's when it kind of forms. So yeah, I, I, you're I'm just not very, around it. not very genre specific, to be fair. Well, mm, what about you, mm. Andy? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm quite influenced by my recent kind of listening. So if I'm like really feeling a certain genre, I'm more likely just to be drawn to, to write that kind of that kind of inspired track, I guess. So you know, if I am suddenly just in a mood for pop punk, I'm going to be more drawn towards that kind of pop punk chorus rhythm that you get in that track whereas if I'm, I'm kind of more listening to stripped back acoustic stuff I'm just going to get drawn naturally there so yeah I'm, I'm not usually starting out with with it 
absolutely in mind unless it's like a request from an artist that's like help me write a you know a, a pop track and then you, you you ask well what artists are you vibing off because pop is so wide um and then mm-hmm. you kind of take it from there so yeah that's kind of that's kind of my thoughts on it really so yeah thanks for the question man a fantastic great question. questions great questions so we'll go into our final final period now of of the podcast which is the production drum roll mode. please drum roll please <laughs> <laughs> so um i so tom what do you mostly do do you mostly mix in mono or do you mostly mix in stereo and why um i'd say stereo because i let me try and phrase this properly so i, I think <laughs> i very much have an idea in mind for, for the right. track and I am not a talented enough producer to try out different things and just end up with the best one. I have to have that in my mind, what I want this to sound like, what I want this drum to sound like, how I want the bass to feel. If I'm writing a track where I want some, some more warmth, then I know mm. what to do there. And, and in stereo, I love just starting out with the rough, the rough mix as just the volume and the panning and just go from there and because I, I do a lot of acoustic stuff I, I know where I want want my drums to be placed it's just my go-to it's like what you what you're comfortable with and I've never really tried do it like doing anything in mono to be honest other yeah. than you know when you're playing around on your phone <laughs> if you have like one of the cheap apps or something but I've never tried but I'd love to learn because I know producers swear by it I so some of them do sorry not not all but I, I, you get like some experts that absolutely do your right swear by it and they they say like oh like i start every mix doing my levels and even like they're panning in mono now how they do it i don't quite understand but they've obviously got it from somewhere and then they kind of when they get to finalize the mix and they they really open it out in stereo then and just like polish it up but now i'm I'm like you i I usually start a stereo and, and pretty much stay there the full way through though I do actually go to mono throughout the mixing process, so I don't ignore it completely. And what I'll do is I'll particularly switch to mono when I'm I'm looking for like the that balance in mono compatibility in the initial stages. And then when I'm in the middle of my mixing kind of process, I I always go through a kind of a process where I, I check for phase. So I make sure that there's not things cancelling each other out. A good thing for me to do particularly with like your bass and your kick drum is i'll switch it to mono and just check even even if my meters are telling me it's okay i'll just still put it through the good old ear test and then at the end usually i'll run like full finalized mix through like my it's like my my bose portable speaker and that just gives me an overall kind of good stamp on if someone is listening to this in their living room, you know, on a similar similar system, can they expect that result? And you're kind of hearing it through their ears as well, because you've 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 been used to your your room, your headphones, your monitors, your near fields. Mm-hmm. So it's good to get to that level where you can hear it. Well, how's this gonna hold up when it's maybe on a mobile phone and it's coming through just completely mono signal? So yeah, for me. Yeah. Mostly stereo, but a, a little bit of mono in there as well. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing worse than when instruments in a mix are fighting each other. Like, 
yeah, yeah. There's out, out of phase all over the place. And we'll get into phase and how to deal with phase in another episode, I'm sure, because yeah. it's, a, it's a trick. And when you, when you have it figured out and understand what in phase means, yeah. it makes the world a difference. And Massive you hear it difference. immediately. Yeah, but definitely. Yeah, another really cool question to ask. And yeah, I don't think I've ever been asked that one. before, so I, I enjoyed it. It's something like, I guess, everyone starting out in the production world will, will come across because there's there's theories for both ways, you know, and, and I guess it's the same with everything. You've just got to work out what, what is the right fit for you and if if uh, if you find your technique over time is mono, who's to say you're wrong? Exactly. Um, and that being so, said, if you listen to this and you... Well, I, I love learning any any kind of production method. So yeah. drop it in the comments. Let us know what you think. If send us an email just to say, have you tried this technique? Or because we're always wanting to learn, you know, we're not totally we're not masters. We're not, you know, you hit, hit us with some knowledge, people. Hit us with some serious, yeah, serious production know. knowledge because we'll get we'll get your uh, your knowledge on this show for sure. Because if there's something worth sharing. Let's, let's bloody well share it, you know? Yeah, and that's the, the end goal for us is just to inspire people to, to do it. And production for me is a compliment to my songwriting. So I'm not a producer first. I'm a songwriter yeah. first, then producer. Yeah. And you learn techniques and you learn techniques through people telling you and, and thriving for the knowledge. So what a great question. Absolutely class. So that has been pretty much our second episode can you believe it we're already we're already two down (laughs) so yeah it's going pretty well and absolutely guys just want to reinstate thank you so much for your submissions because this makes the show come alive for me when you know we get to hear the voice behind the songs as well with you guys introducing it um and it's it's just fantastic so thank you so much for that yeah, I just want to echo that. Everything that Andy just said is just 100% true. And you know, don't forget to like, subscribe, comment on all of our all of our platforms. We'll have links in the description. And just let us know what you think. We just genuinely want to hear and we genuinely want to get you guys on and speak about it with us because at the end of the day, we're just two guys that love, love music. We love just want music. to chat about it. So, <laughs> yeah, thank you again, guys, from the bottom of our hearts. And we'll see you next time. We'll see you next day. See you guys.